Heroes of Hello and welcome to Heroes of Handheld episode 285. 285. That means we've been doing this podcast for 285 editions. So if you've been with us since the very beginning, you are the MVP. You probably know more about us than we know about ourselves, to be honest with you. But we talk about handheld gaming every week or um, sporadically. Sometimes we have a break every now and then. But we like to talk about handheld gaming, which usually involves the Nintendo Switch at the moment because that is the poster child of, I just noticed there's some like, weird liquid on my wall behind my Mac. Oh, really slimy. Weird. Yeah, it's like, it does look like ectoplasm. Oh, I don't know what you've been doing in front of your Mac. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds a bit wrong, actually. Let's move on. Uh, so, yeah, uh, gaming. That's what we like. Uh, we've spoken about 3DS in the past and PlayStation Vitas. And we do talk about iOS and uh, Android as well. But we love Nintendo Switch. And by golly, we're going to talk about some more Nintendo Switch today. You can bet your bottom dollar on that one. I'm Colin, and I'm one of your hosts. And I'm joined by uh, Chris Pearson up there in London town. Sunny London town today. Lovely, isn't it? Very it pretty. is very pretty and warm and mellow and chill, and a perfect day to stay inside. <laughs> Every day is a perfect day to stay inside. Yeah, that's how's, what I say. That's my life motto. How's your uh, pandemic self isolation quarantine staying inside vibe? It's really, it's really great. I'm enjoying the journey from the bedroom to the dining room to work, and then from the dining room to the living room to. To chill in my civvies. It's, it's great times. Good times. Very lucky and very happy that we have a balcony. Best happy. And I've been trying to play my Nintendo Switch on my balcony. And it's not as bad as I thought it would be actually. Because that was one of the big things with the Nintendo Switch when it first came out. Or very recently after it was first released all those years ago. Is that people were like... Oh, the glare and it's annoying you can't play nintendo switch outside so if you go on holiday if you went on holiday back before everything was locked down um you'd struggle to play a nintendo switch like on the beach or something or around the pool it just would not work and i think we've discussed this before actually where I, i'm like i think me and you are the same chris where i'd always in the past if i was going on holiday uh, no matter where it was or how long it was for i'd always pack my nintendo switch and like i sort of knew that I would never actually play it. I wouldn't actually play it on holiday. It was just having it there just in case the urge came to play some games. Uh, I, I very rarely actually play Nintendo Switch when I'm not inside, which is very odd. Now, like, are you asking me when you say that I'm like you, is that because of our holiday habits, of which we are apparently very similar because I am chronically guilty of overpacking for holidays. Like, <laughs> I take, like... Last year, I went when I went to, um, I went away for a night for like a very short city break, and I took my Switch just in case I was going to play it. But obviously, <laughs> I played it for about fifteen minutes on the train there, and then I just didn't bother. Um, but I mostly play mine in probably in, in the bedroom now, like because um, in my because in the house setup we've got um, there's the. There's a TV in the living room downstairs, but the th- like me and my two housemates will share that. So whereas I tend to, if I'm going to play Switch, I tend to play it in my room. 
yeah and i haven't really messed with i played it outside back when we were used to allowed to do this i did used to play it in the park like i remember sitting in batsy park with uh, super mario odyssey and that was a very good afternoon but yeah it's quite it can be tricky with the glare you've got to get the angles right really and then you get the angles right and you have to hope the screen doesn't go black because if it does you're just hit with your own ugly fat staring face looking down (laughs) at the screen from a horrid angle with five chins yeah, exactly. looking down awkwardly yeah I, I find like i'll be playing my nintendo switch in my living room by the telly so the tv is there i could easily dock it but i just play it in handheld mode because i find it more convenient because if i have to like dock it i have to pull it in make sure it lines up correctly like find the little um joy con holder controller thing plug it in and then by the time i've done that it's locked itself so i have to go back over to the docked console and unlock it and find the right channel on my tv it's just a faff can't be dealing with that yeah much easier on the old uh, handheld mode. What have you been playing this week, Chris? Uh, I've been mostly playing Animal Crossing, actually. I haven't really touched anything. Have I touched anything else? I don't think so yet. Yeah, it's just been Animal Crossing straight through crew, um, which is obviously always great fun. Now the Easter Bunny's got, got gone away, um, it's been very mellow and chill. And I spent. I woke up on Sunday at 7 in the morning and um, invited our old friend Rob Wong over, who has, has been on this podcast many years ago, um, who's an Animal Crossing nut. He loves it. And we both got up at seven in the morning and I said, come over to my town because we're going to do some um, admin. We're going to do some sorting and I need your help. And we reorganized the orchard. It looks lovely now. Thank you very much. Um, I reorganized the flowers so that they actually grow and breed. Mate, it's a it's a bloody heaven on Seaview. You really are missing out by not coming over more often. <laughs> it, it sounds it does sound nice. I would admit, like how, how so you were perfectly able to be in sync, like your periods, and you were able to properly know how you wanted your garden to be laid out. And yeah, well, I I sort of showed him ahead of time. I said this is the this is the design that I'm going for. This is the pattern I'm going for. Um, and then he came over and helped because of uh, because of that. So uh, yeah, now it's like a nice diagonal orchard, um, which looks really good, I think. So yeah, it's coming together, mate. It's a the town of Seaview is uh, quickly expanding into quite the admirable destination. It, it's nice to hear this because I maybe I'm just a negative person, but from my previous well, not my personal experience, but when I think of like you know inviting others into. Yeah your game world i always think about people going in and just completely obliterating it and just like causing chaos for no reason well on animal crossing there's a really good system where if you don't register someone as so and if you there's a couple different ways people can come to your town you can either open your gates and say friends can come over which means people who you are friends with on the nintendo switch online service or you can say here is my town's unique code i want anyone online who has access to that code to be able to come over fine which is great for certain things if you're like you know i don't know if you were doing if you had a really high turnip price and you didn't mind strangers coming over or whatever but the thing is only best friends can do certain actions in your town so you have to register someone you have to kind of almost give someone like admin rights so if you came over colin you wouldn't be able to do anything until i was like actually colin's a best friend and then you'd be able to use things like the axe and the spade the kind of more destructive tools um so that you can actually 
participate in admin stuff um and you know so are there items things. you can steal are there items that you can steal from other players or is that not possible uh not really you can um you could take fruit off trees and you could take flowers and fish uh like things that have been dropped but things that have been placed you wouldn't be able to take Let's so if see. i had a statue of liberty and i placed it deliberately in the middle of my town you wouldn't be able to take that but if i dropped it on the floor as a kind of bit of tidying uh where it doesn't display it just shows the item type then you would be able to take it i believe uh-huh. that's some good um systems they've got in place there it's I well thought say. through mate it's well thought through uh what have you been playing well of course i've still been playing thief simulator i'm not gonna i'm not gonna beat around the bush i've been playing thief simulator and i'm finally chris getting to i think i'm pretty sure the end of the story mode because on the thief simulator you've got a laptop that you can log into at your house and uh, when you log in you go on something called black bay and on there you can buy all the gear that you would buy if you were a thief and um, once you bought it once you can't buy it again and i've got to the thing that's at the very bottom of the list and i have now bought it for one of the missions so i think i'm coming to the end of the story it's just so bloody fun it's great the i was really proud of what i did in the last um, theft i climbed the back fence I climbed the drain pipe, I snuck in through the balcony, I stole two watches, three phones, two laptops, and um, a couple of mice, uh, as in like computer mice and keyboards. And I got a shit ton of cash for it, and I'm very proud of how I did there. And even more impressive, I would say, is that I stole a car the other day, which I was very happy with as well. So there you go. It's just so great. It's it's fun. It's, uh, I mean, it's a... It's a broken game in the sense that it crashes at least three or four times when I play it. It crashes so regularly. It does get very frustrating because you've got to log you got to close the app, you've got to open it again, you've got to go back into the game, and the load screens are quite slow anyway. But when it actually does work and when it is um you know firing off all cylinders, it is very fun. Um so yeah, still playing that, but hopefully, um, uh, it will be. I'll finish it, and I'll be able to move on to something new. I still haven't finished Sonic Mania, which I got for I think my birthday, either last year or Christmas, a couple of years ago now. So I need to finish that. Actually, that's something I need to complete, and then I'll have a look and see what's on offer on the store. You um, you said about the th- uh, Thief Simulator story. Is there yeah. is it a good story, or is it just a set of missions in a row? It's not really a story as such. It's just a set of missions, really, giving you a directive on what to do. So you'll get a call from your boss called Vinny on your mobile, and he'll tell you what to do. He'll say, go steal a car from this house. Go steal a watch from this house. Go steal a painting. Go hack a computer. So you can either you know follow you can follow the story um up to a point or you can just ignore that altogether and just like spend time stealing from different houses and just like using all your skills and um equipment to steal high value items so yeah it's it's not it is a story but it's just a way of you learning all the how to use all the different bits of equipment um, and i'm assuming once because i've got access to two uh, streets so far 
I'm assuming once I have finished this story mode, more streets will become available and there'll be more things to steal. So Maybe it'll see. be like, um, I don't know, I don't really know much about this game, but maybe it sounds almost like, you know, in Skyrim, how there was infinite um, missions because they kept just like spawning random things and telling you to steal them. <laughs> maybe it'll be like that where it's just like, oh, go and take X from Y forever and ever and ever. God, can I do it forever and ever and ever? I don't know. Now I've bought the hacking laptop, there's not much more to aim towards, my friend. My friend. Mm. But something I have learned is rather than going to the pawn shop, you should go online and try and sell stuff because you can get stuff for double the value because that guy at the pawn shop, he is ripping you off, I tell you. Well, as in life. As in life, yeah. Uh, shall we move on to some news? Yes. Um, and... Because I think we should maybe start with Niantic and the world of Niantic, who we love very dearly. Big part of our lives for the past few years through um, Pokemon Go and, of course, Wizards Unite, the two games that are currently at the forefront of their catalogue of games. Um, so where should we start with this? Do you want to start with the Pokemon Go and yeah. the Battle Raid update? So if you, last, um, uh, tell us about this. Yeah, last week we kind of touched on this, that Pokemon Go had alluded to changing how the game works so that you can play from home in these times of you know self-isolation uh quarantine pandemic blah 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 you know why we're all at home um and as of last week uh, april 15th niantic announced that uh upcoming changes are coming to pokemon go in a continued effort to uh make people feel safe and well and happy and still able to play so you can now get remote raid passes where you can access raid battles you can see on the nearby screen from wherever you are. Um, a bonus field research task will come to you uh, without having to spin a Pokestop, which is good if you don't have any Pokestops near you and you're not able to leave the house for them. Um, as you run low on gifts, your buddy Pokemon will venture out to nearby Pokestops and bring some gifts back to you so you can basically get the perks of going to a Pokestop without leaving the house. Um, you can also, this is huge actually, you can power up your Pokemon to the desired CP all at once. So no longer do you keep having to like spam the same um, uh, like power up, yes, power up, yes, power up, yes, power up, yes. Now you just say, I want to power up my Pokemon 500 times and they say, okay, great, here's the cost, here's the candy. And you say, yep, great, off we go. And that is such a good quality of life thing. There's one of those weird ones that's like, why was this not in it uh, several years ago? Question mark. But anyway, I'm glad it's here. Um, after using a star piece lucky egg or incense, you'll be able to use more of the same item to extend the item's effect beyond the usual 30 minute limit. No more waiting for an item effect to expire before you can use another one. So if you have an incense on um, and you're about 15 minutes in and you're like, yeah, I want to go for another another third. I want to go for another thirty. You can do it then, rather than waiting for the thing to tick over before you use it again, and it will just cumulatively add. Um, and they've changed how the battle screen design looks as well. I don't know if you've messed with this, Colin, but it's a lot easier to read, um, and it's just a lot less. It looks a lot less cluttered and kind of more modern. Um, so yes, keep an eye out for remote raid passes. I've not got any yet, but you'll be able to join any raid battle you can see on the nearby screen or that you can tap on the map. Uh, only one per raid. And you can hold a limited amount of remote raid passes at a time. Um, 20 trainers can join the same raid battle, um, but a limited number of trainers using remote raid pass. So it, we wait and see if the full 20 can get on or if it's probably a bit less, which I imagine it is. Um, and yeah, raid battles will count in the same way. Really good thing. Um and you can 
Uh, well, able to battle the location. So you don't suffer any disadvantages from doing it uh, remotely. Um, however, later at a later time, they say the attack power for trainers battling remotely will be reduced. So. Um, and then afterward, a trainer battling at the raid location in person will have higher attack power than a trainer battling remotely. So basically, we don't know when these changes are going to come in, but it looks like presumably once it is safer to leave the house, then they'll start tweaking it to encourage you to go back outside again, which seems yeah. fair enough, I would say. I'm guessing they mean at a later date will be when the restrictions are eased up. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, yeah, that's the impression I'm getting from that. Um, yeah, so and very these good. remote raid passes are going to be coming to the one PokerCoin bundle soon. Actually, I'm going to load up Pokemon Go on my screen. So let me have a look and see what the vibe is. Was you tell me about what's coming to Wizards Unite? I will. I will admit, like just going to keep on Pokemon Go very slightly is the um, the the battle screen is a lot cleaner now. As you say, I've been doing a lot of battling, and it's got so much more. Ever since they announced the um, the leaderboard on the Pokemon Go battles, it's got so much more difficult. I swear, honestly, I can barely beat anyone now. It's annoying. Uh, but yeah, the battle screen is actually a lot cleaner when you're battling other Pokemon. It looks a lot nicer and uh, crisper, which is good. Uh, so Wizards Unite is the other game that Niantic are pushing at the moment, the uh, other game that is at the forefront of their roster, which I play quite a lot of. There's been a lot of stuff going on in Wizards Unite recently. Uh, we had the Community Day, the at-home Community Day, which happened on Saturday, and that was from um, 1 past midnight to 1 minute to midnight uh, on Saturday. So it was all day, and it was um, all focused around Zoology, uh, foundables, so everything to do with uh, creatures from the wizarding world, so animals, um, is mostly relating to fantastic beasts and where to find them. So the registry page is called Central Park. Uh, all the emergency and high foundables are all appearing a, a lot more regularly. Um, and there was a lot uh, from the community gift box you got, which was um, free. You got the ingredients to make a trace for, uh, tonic for traces. So um, by using that, uh, more foundables would appear on the screen, which is actually very important because when you're staying at home, um, you'll know that the amount that you, you see is heavily reduced. And if you're moving about, more do appear. So that attracts more to your location, which was good. It was fun. Um, there was five foundables in total on this page called Central Park, which was based off the first Fantastic Beasts film. Uh, the high foundables were Pickett, who is um, Newt Scalamander's um, little bow truckle friend from Fantastic Beasts, a little stick figure. Is that the lock, um, the lock pick one? The lock pick one. Is that the one that used to pick a lock? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. It's just a little stick, a little uh, stick figure, a bow truckle. Okay. You know? Sorry, I thought you, you know, liked Harry boys. Potter World, but I guess you're I a fake I do, fan. but I've only, I've only seen Fantastic Beasts once. I'm Why? so sorry. But it's coloured, it's so good. Because yeah. at the so, end, they all get to run around Paris fighting a giant CGI monster. <laughs> but, but isn't that the second one? Uh, the second no, one? the first, first one? one's Paris. The second one is... Um... Oh my God, no. Wait, Johnny Depp's talking about war and how muggles are evil and stuff. Yeah, is, is the second one New York? <sighs> Maybe. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, the second one's New York. Yes, yeah, it's, it's fully in America, isn't it? Because they find spoilers, everyone. They find um, Grindelwald, who is Johnny Depp, um, in a underground station. Or is that Paris? 
Actually, I don't know. That's at the Mine's end, isn't it? Because they take off Colin Farrell's yeah. mask. Um, yeah, and it's him. It's uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah, that was the first one. Actually, oh my god, it? they're yeah. so trash. Really, that second Fantastic Beasts film. Sorry, I know you want to talk it about was, the news and whatever. Is dire. It was right. Oh, it was it's okay. Dire, Colin. It didn't really make much sense and didn't really add anything. I think the do you? I don't want to. Sp- uh, I've already spoiled something, but I don't want to spoil this next thing. The big reveal at the end of the film. Do you know what I'm talking about? Which was that made my eyes roll. That was just ridiculous. At the end Something of the first or the second one. The second one. Oh yeah. Where you f- you find out the last name of a certain character who's been quite uh, at the forefront over the first two films. Yeah. And and it's relating to a character who's very well known, and this has never been mentioned before, and it's like great well that's just great and it made no sense anyway uh going back to wizards unite oh maybe uh, the registry page i get mixed up i don't know they're they're planning on making five of them aren't they there's gonna be five um films okay the second one i think the second one is in paris and the first one is in new york i'm sorry for getting that the wrong way around you bloody fool anyway the registry page that was appearing more on saturday was to do with uh, the new york film and it's called central park and Pickett, his little companion, was there. There was a tree of bow truckles. Um, there was also oh, what was the other thing? Oh, the um, oh, what's it called? It's the it was from this. This one was from the second film. It was like a little um, ape-like creature which would just disappear, but then reappeared. It was like one of the main characters, one of the main creatures. Oh, a, a groggle funk. <laughs> Do you just make that up? A chumbawamba. To be fair, that actually. You know, you said it with such conviction that could have been it. I know. But no, you're incorrect. Um, let me just find the name of it. But it's like a it's a cute little monkey thing that would appear and disappear, and it would only appear if you didn't act, um, if you acted sporadically. If you acted like how you would usually, it it does it's invisible. But if you do something random and which it's not expecting, then it will appear. It's it's as weird as it sounds, people. It's as weird as it sounds. Uh, here we go. So it's actually called a... A Flaughty George. Uh, no, a Flaughty Modigot. No, it's um, a Demoguise. That's it. A Demoguise. So that's one of the emergency ones that was appearing quite a lot. There was also a Mountain Troll and a, a Rumpunt, which is like a rhino with a big throbbing hump. Bit creepy. Um, anyway, but the reason it was good, it was a great idea. It was really fun. It was nice having an event. It's always good having these events in Wizards Unite because it keeps it fresh and keeps people coming back. And I managed to almost complete the registry page and prestige it, which is nice. Um, the only annoying thing is, and I wasn't the only one finding this, that when you woke up and started playing it, you got this free gift and you got loads of spell energy, um, loads to you think loads to see you through the day. Honestly, some of these foundables were taking up so much spell energy, it's not even funny. And not even the high ones, not even the emergency or high level ones, like the medium ones, like the erumpent, which is that throbbing growth rhino I was talking about. Like that one, honestly, it's a medium. It's not even difficult. It's not a higher in emergency. It's a bloody medium. And the amount of bloody spell energy you have to use to get those is not even funny. Not even funny. And I found my spell energy just depleting instantly. I went from like 114 down to zero. And you use one bit of spell energy every time you um, cast a spell. So that shows how much it took to catch these bloody foundables. Luckily, they've done, there's gifts now that you can send to people similar to Pokemon Go, where you can send spell energy to each other. So that was a godsend. And because um, we're on lockdown at the moment, they've added the feature where spell spell energy which you could use to only get from 
inns now appears on the map as well. So thank God for that, honestly, thank God for that. But that was, apart from those frustrations, it was nice having the event, which is cool. And there was also a side missions as well. So you had to collect a certain amount and then you got more stuff on the registry page. So that was all good. That was all fine. That's all great. So the new feature they've now got in Wizards Unite is very similar to what they're doing in uh, Pokemon Go with the remote raid pass. Uh, and it's a very cool uh, feature. And I, I really like how they put a Harry Potter twist on it, um, theming over it. And it's called Night Bus. So as you know, Chris, as the big Harry Potter fan you are, uh, if you stick out your wand hand, the Night Bus will appear and take you anywhere you want to go. I guess just in the UK, because they can't go overseas. Yeah, that's what they say in the film, isn't it? So Prison of Azkaban is where it's from. So the idea is a button's going to appear on the screen when you load up Wizards Unite. It'll be a little icon of the night bus. You summon the night bus, and then it'll take you to a fortress, which is near to your location, and then you can battle in it. So similar to what they're doing in Pokemon Go, and um, because fortresses are Wizards Unite's version of gyms. Uh, it's a very cool feature, and it's uh, it's good. It's good they've added this in. I think it is a good idea, um, uh, because that's one thing I've sort of missed. One of the best parts, a lot of people say this, people who don't play Wizards Unite that often, one of the best parts about it is battling in fortresses. It is really well done. It's one of the best one of the best features of Wizards Unite. So the fact that you can now do it from home is really, really great. Uh, it's going to be put in the game for the next few days. There's no... Um, the icon isn't there yet, but there's going to be an update very soon, and then it will appear probably the same time that you can get the passes from Pokemon Go. I assume it will happen at the uh, same time. So yeah, that's, that's good news. That is good news. And we like good news. We like good things. Yeah, that's fun. a that's an exciting little thing. Um, we want to have fun and we want to get wasted, in the words of Andrew WK. <laughs> uh, speaking of good news, Nintendo's share price is at a 52-week high last week, uh, thanks to the popularity of Animal Crossing and the Nintendo Switch being sold out everywhere. But I know Nintendo Switch being sold out everywhere has not been great for everyone. No. So this is a bit of a dampener and it's a bit of a saddening news and this is the news that uh, well as you all know um, I'm assuming most people listening to this podcast will already have a Nintendo Switch I assume you're Switch owners luckily me and Chris have owned our Switches for a couple of years now um, but because of the current global situation with there being a lockdown and a lot of people currently not working a lot of people are trying to fill the void and one of the things that people like to do to relax uh, in the this current climate of uncertainty is video games and potentially people who have been on the fence about buying a Nintendo Switch um, for the past few months or few years have now had the final push to buy one because you know they've got potentially people have got a bit more free time and you know they want something to distract them so unsurprisingly Nintendo Switches are very hard to come by at the moment you can't get them on Amazon game any you know electronic retailer it's really difficult to get a Nintendo Switch and when you do find them they are very very expensive and over the recommended retail price um, a report has now come out uh, from Motherboard they've done an investigation and what they've discovered is that bots are auto buying Nintendo Switches as soon as they come back into stock and they're being sold for almost double or triple the price through resellers. Um, they're putting them on eBay and places like this, which is not a nice thing. Uh, and this is very similar to the um, entertainment industry in the in a way with shows and gigs and tours. Wherever there's a big show and the tickets are sought after, one of the main issues you get is people 
like bots buying all the tickets and then putting them straight back onto resale sites for almost two to three times the actual price of the ticket. Um, very hard to clamp down on this. There's not that much legislation and stopping people doing this and it sounds very similar so a bit of information about this um, this company motherboard they found out about a bot called birdbot and this is an open source tool that's being used to target online stores that have had new nintendo switch stock and quickly automatically purchase them before most other people have had a chance to notice the new consoles are even available so it's a bit of code as soon as it triggers and hears and sees that something's back in stock instantly buys them so you don't even get a chance to see that it's available because you know the code speaks to each other um and due to the shortage shortages these people are then able to command high prices from customers looking for a console uh, and motherboard have reported that prices of up to 500 dollars are being demanded on ebay with the animal crossing bundle selling for around 750 dollars, which is just crazy uh, and this is an interesting part of this article which is from igm uh, apparently, the creator of BirdBot is someone called Nate, and they spoke to Motherboard, who did this investigation. Uh, and he said, uh, this person said, me and my friends were talking about reselling Nintendo Switches, and at one point my friend, nicknamed Bird, told me I should make a bot. And here we are today. And that's basically what it comes down to. Uh, but Motherboard also reported that a Discord channel used by people buying and reselling Switches using the BirdBot featured conversations about buying consoles in bulk, not just one-offs. In addition to online stores, people are also using tools like BrickSeek, which identify local physical stores with Switch stock, and then they buy them up to resell, which is pretty shocking. I mean, Nintendo have said that more stock is coming soon, um, but this report suggests that resellers will use that to their advantage, and so buying consoles from retail may not be as easy as it otherwise has been. There you go. So, yeah, it's not good. Uh, people, you know, unfortunately, you'll get this where there's a, a difficult situation happening in any sort of industry in any time in life, and you always get people who are trying to exploit that for their own financial gain, which is sad and horrible really yeah it's frustrating isn't it like like there is some that someone's mind goes to how to make a buck during a pandemic it's just like really mm. frustrating i think i know it's horrible but um it's very difficult to stop this from happening as well there's like there's probably not any legislation on this i mean uh, some sites have like ways of cracking down on it for example you know you get the google um image thing where you have to like select 10 cars or say you're not a robot or something like that which does help alleviate it but a lot of sites don't have that so yes not good so hopefully there'll be an update on that and um something will be put in place but what else is going on what's more positive stuff well there are two stuff. little bits of news that i want to finish out the week on the first one is that today is a year a year, would you believe, since the release yeah, yeah. of Cuphead on Switch, which seemed like such a huge deal at the time. Um, and I've still not bought it because I'm bad, but uh, I will get around to it eventually. Uh, <laughs> but I can't believe it's been a year because obviously this was a big uh, Microsoft um, you know, property and coming across the Switch felt like the beginning of something really big with regards to you know cross-pollination. And so um, Studio uh, MDHR are celebrating with a 25% off sale on Cuphead to celebrate a year's release. So if you've been holding fire on pressing buy, um, then go for it now is the time and that is until the 25th of april so that is the end of this week 
um and they've put out some very adorable um like art of the different cuphead cups like playing on a switch it's very cute so uh, check that out on their twitter and all that sort of stuff um the only other thing for me and this is quite cool because this is one of those games i've not thought about in a while and i certainly never thought would see on switch um crytech have announced that crisis remastered is coming to the pc xbox one playstation 4 but more importantly for us nintendo switch and this is an enhanced version of the first person shooter um which is going to focus on the campaign um because crisis multiplayer mode shut down a couple of years ago and will feature remastered graphics and optimizations now crisis was a really big deal when it first came out because of the the nature of the um different technologies going into it it looked absolutely gorgeous and the meme for a long time was very much oh your computer's good if it can run crisis because it was very um you know demanding and it needed a lot of uh you know computing power behind it so to be able to see it on switch is really you know really interesting um there is a little teaser trailer which we'll embed uh on heroesfound.wordpress.com and it looks like it's going to be coming in the summer um so do keep your eyes peeled and we'll have more on that uh, as news comes and the game was originally released in 2007 woof 2007 long time ago eh? Wow, i remember that game yeah. coming out but um yes do watch the trailer and if this tickles your pickle then uh keep it here as a panel because we'll be talking more about this as the um i can't wait to see how it compares on switch to the play ps4 uh, and xbox one versions because i imagine the graphics are going to look substantially different <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's a decent port, and it's not a Borderlands Two on PlayStation Vita saga again. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I think it will. I think it will be. But um, yes. So that is, I think, all the news from me. Yes, it you is. You've forgotten about you've forgotten about another release date that's been announced this week. <gasps> what is it? Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, the racing game. Chris, how could you not talk about this? Really. Yeah, got a release date. Well. Star Wars Episode One Racer is coming out on May the twelfth. Oh, that's so annoying. Why is it not May the fourth? Exactly. They were eight that's, days that's off. Come on, guys, get it together. That's shocking. But that's not very long to wait, and I'm excited by this because I know a lot of people don't. I mean, back when the Phantom Menace came out, I was a kid. I loved it. I thought Phantom Menace was brilliant. I watched it all the time, and it's weird. I I don't know if you found the same thing. I didn't realize there was so much hate towards it until I became an adult. Yeah, and then course. I realised that back then it was hated by all the big Star Wars fanboys. A bit like Last Jedi, you know, just the Star Wars fanboys hated it. I thought it was great. I loved Jar Jar Binks. I loved the lightsaber fight. I, I thought Darth Maul was cool. And I thought Obi-Wan Kenobi had a great little weird ponytail thing. It was just brilliant. Ewan McGregor's just great at everything. Anyway, but one of the best things that um, came out of it that we can look back on and say everyone agreed it was great was Star Wars Episode One Racer. And we know it's getting a... Um, a remaster for Nintendo Switch, but the release date has been confirmed and it's May the 12th, and that is just so great because it's not that long, that's under a month, and I will definitely be buying that when that comes out because I love a good racing game and I love pod racing, and I just want to play. I, I don't, I used to have a, I think I had this game, the version of the game on my old Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and it was so much fun. But you only raced against one other person. You didn't race against loads of different people. So, but yeah, looking forward to this. Looks good. I How hope do you the feel about uh, great. sand, Colin? I don't like it. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. 
Oh, is it irritating? It's irritating. Oh, that, oh damn, I missed out on that one. Bollocks. Okay. It, it was a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. Hello there. Anyway. <laughs> Amazing. Can I just make a point that someone made? You know the um, the renowned meme from the... Uh, I think it was Revenge of the Sith, wasn't it? The third um, episode yeah. three. Uh, with Grievous and Obi-Wan Kenobi when they have their big old fight with all the lightsabers. And you fool, I've been trained in your whatever Jedi ways by Count Dooku and all this crap. Maybe that was the second one, actually. Yeah, I think that was the second one. That was the third one where they fought. No, I can't remember. Anyway, the point of this is the fact that um, when Obi-Wan Kenobi jumps in and uh, fights General Grievous, uh, General Grievous greets him as if he's never met Obi-Wan Kenobi before. But as all the Star Wars fans will know, they battled all the time during the Clone Wars, so Grievous should have known all about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Not good. Mm. Not good, George Lucas. That's what happens when you, you film something then go back and fill in the gaps with an animation. That shit happens. Hello there indeed. Hello there indeed. So Did yes, you see that's on great. On the um, Star Wars subreddit, on the prequel meme subreddit, which is obviously the best place on the internet. The best, yeah. Um, the actual someone best. has been adding a different Star Wars canon lightsaber every day to the same picture of General <laughs> yes. Grievous. <laughs> it's so good. I think Love they got it. to 60 something and then the mods told them to cut it out, which is outrageous because it's so funny. And there was like, he put a meme up, didn't he? When he was like, um, when your thing gets blocked by the mods. And it was like a picture of a character from Clone Wars, ironically, saying, I, now I can relax and now I can rest. Somebody was dying. <laughs> it was good. I mean, so if good. you're if you're on Reddit, you definitely need to be part of prequel memes. It's just the best. It's so good. Good natured fun in there. Yeah, very consistently so fun. funny. Um, I think we should wrap up now, mate. Yes, we should. Let's get out of here. I need to finish. I need to finish the story in Thief Simulator. Woo. What could happen next? Will the thief get caught? I hope not. I hope Vinny doesn't throw me to the police. Is Vinny? Uh, do we like Vinny, or is he a bit of a? Because I when really know. Vinny, I imagine they're a bit like, "Hey, Colin, need you to do some work over here, huh?" You you'll be surprised to hear that's actually how he sounds in the game. Is it really? <laughs> Hey! Hey! Don't steal the car! Hey! I'm walking here! Hey, I'm walking here! <laughs> a couple of the brats! Anyway, I already love Vinny. Yeah, yeah Vinny's great. But I, I don't trust Vinny. I don't trust someone on a mobile phone telling me to steal cars. You know, there's <laughs> something about him. There's something about it. Just don't sit right with me. Anyway. Yeah, funny that. Right, let's, let's get out of here. So, uh, how can people get in contact if they do feel they need to get in contact with us? Well, the easy way is to go to heroesofhanhub.wordpress.com where you can click the contact button and get to us through our website. However, if you are so inclined, you can write to us heroesofhanhub at gmail.com. You can tweet us at handheldpodcast if Twitter's your thing. Find us on Facebook by searching for Heroes of Handheld, but I mean, we don't use it very much, so I wouldn't bother. Um, but here's handheld.wordpress.com has got everything that you need I imagine that is the best way to do it and we would love to know as ever what you're playing during this very strange uncomfortable time if your switch is keeping you company if we're keeping you company thank you very much for listening we do really appreciate it and I hope you are getting some salvation in the knowledge that everyone around the world is going through the same frustrations you are the difference is you get a lovely switch to play on probably <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, if the bots don't get them first. Yeah. Um, anyway. But yeah, what are you going to be playing this week, Colin? More Thief Simulator? 
I need to finish uh, Fallen Order as well on Xbox. I really need to get that game done. I'm on the final boss, and she's an annoying boss, or he, he or she, is an annoying boss, and, yeah, it's just oh, so frustrating. So hopefully I'll finish that, and then I can move on from Fallen Order. Uh, it's been a fantastic game, but I've just had enough of all these boss fights now. Honestly, they can do one. It's ridiculous. Yeah, fair What enough. you could be playing? I'm going to play some more of The Division, which I've been playing a lot of. I'm going to play some more Animal Crossing when I do some great bits of admin that I love doing oh so much. Um, I spent thousands and thousands and thousands of bells on turnips, and now I get to worry about whether I'll be able to sell them or not, so that's cool. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to take it easy, really, I think. But in this climate, it's not easy to sell turnips. No, it's I'm not. It's you. not. And my prices are on all-time low, baby. <laughs> Anyway, right, let's get out of here then. Thank you for listening, everybody. Speak to you next week. Have a lovely week. Bye. We love you. Bye-bye. Love you the most. Love you the most. You. It's you we love. Only you. No one else. <laughs>